hi, hello there, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of the GVG cast, and happy Friday. I'm your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner. And that's it. It's just me and Derek today. <laughs> the entire team is, uh, or most of the rest of the team, are just indisposed at the moment. It's the gruesome uh, Steve... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steve is all right, don't worry. He's just, you know, getting everything together for his move doing all that, so he's been crazy busy moving from uh, Arizona to uh, elsewhere. And um, John is asleep, or he should be, since it's 1 a.m. as usual. And uh, Brandon and Daniel are both dealing with different things today at the moment. They're both okay, don't worry. But yeah, you got us today. Derek, how you doing, man? I am doing uh, pretty well, pretty well. I uh, <laughs> I had a bit, little tiny mishap during cooking uh, uh -oh. <laughs> just earlier today. This seems to happen to you a lot. I, I, I don't know what it is. Well, <laughs> fortunately, I did not cut myself this time or anything like okay. that. Okay. Um, though, <laughs> so uh, I was making a uh, recipe that is basically a uh, taco casserole type thing. Ooh, and okay. it includes jalapeno. Um, yeah. So I cut up the jalapenos, got it all set, got rid, got rid of most of the seeds and whatnot, so it's not too hot or anything like that. And then moved on to... Uh, peeling an onion. Apparently, a little bit of the, the juice from the jalapeno got on the onion, and when I was peeling the onion uh, oh, no. off, it squirted and got to like the corner of my eye that I didn't notice. And after oh, a few moments no. of blinking, I'm like, oh, oh God, it's, oh, God, it's burning. Oh, what the heck's I'd going on? Bet, yeah. And yeah, then I was like, oh, oh okay, I got, I'm going to have to, like, I could not see, like, oh, I'm like freaking out. It's like, oh, shoot, I don't need this. And just had to run my eye under, uh, water for a while but Oof. fortunately all good now uh, I'm, all, I'm all re uh recovered or anything like that but that was definitely one of those things where it's just like oh god i, I even made sure to wash my hands keep my hands away from my eyes yeah. all that stuff and the onion got me that is uh, that is the worst i've definitely had issues before where like i've talked about like my favorite taco truck here in k-town many times but you know there's lots of spicy stuff you know onion cilantro uh, you know, spicy al pastor, all that stuff. And I don't make this mis mistake anymore, but I have before, like, you know, I'll eat a taco thing. Oh, it's just a taco. And I'll like have an itch near my eye and I'll rub it and it hurts. So I know exactly what you mean. Um, and I, and I'm speaking as somebody who will eat jalapenos whole with other things. I just slice jalapenos. I'll eat them. So oh, wow. I love my, my super spicy stuff, but not in my eye. So <laughs> I'm good on it does that. Not, it does not go as well as uh, for that. So honestly, it's the first time it's ever happened to me. So it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was not a fun experience. That's for sure. No, I, I bet it wasn't. And I'm, I'm glad you're okay. You were show and and for what it's worth your eye looks perfectly fine man it's not red or anything yeah so. you, you can't tell the difference or anything you can't like tell that, so. yeah it's like okay cool i'm i'm it's I didn't mess with the goods. <laughs> okay. That's that's super important. But you know what's also important is our longtime sponsor, The Game Orb. The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. But uh, he's also recently started streaming on Twitch as well, but it'll take some time to get into that groove and add new Twitch elements over time. And while it might not be for a while, the VODs for his Twitch streams will be available to watch on his YouTube channel in the future. His current goal is to not only to reach affiliate status, but to do it before TwitchCon in October so he can have the affiliate name on his TwitchCon badge. So if you want to support him on Twitch, along with his YouTube channel, we've got links to both his Twitch and YouTube channels in the description. And of course, I did pin a link to his Twitch channel in our chat, in our YouTube chat. So as I always say, please do go show the Game Warp all the love you can. Follow both of his channels. Try to get him to affiliate status because he has been very, very generously supporting us from the very beginning. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, the Game Orb, and thank please, you. everyone, go support the hell out of him. Thank you. Please. Um, a quick question. Uh, I got a quick question from School of Rock and Roll here in YouTube chat asking if we're going to check out Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Seems like a very Ash game, and you would be very right, my friend. I am committed to checking this game out because it is a very me game, and uh, one of our community members, Vash, already delivered some early thoughts on it. He seems to really like it as well, so I'm going to fit that in and check it out because... How often does a game inspired by Jet Set Radio really come along these days, right? I, I mean, so. I think that seems to be the new indie thing. These game developers aren't releasing games that we want, so we'll just make it ourselves. That's why we got Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I showed you guys an uh, indie game that got a... I don't know if it's been announced or it's, it's coming out soon that I wasn't aware of. Uh, that that Punch-Out-like game. It looks so cool, right? What was that called again? Uh, oh, I'm, man. I'm going back to where it was. 
It was um, uh, John posted it live, like in the middle of the night. Well, my no, middle I did. Of the night. I posted it uh, in the middle of the night. Oh, was it? Oh, Th- it was you. Th- Th- Thunder, Thunder Ray. Ray. Thunder Ray. Yeah. And that's right. It was you posted. That looks. It looks wild. Um, it so, looks really cool. Yeah. So yeah, I, I haven't seen any reviews for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I the thing is, I haven't really played a lot of the original Jet Set Radio, and I just Fair. don't have a lot of. I don't have time. <laughs> if I yeah. and I'm gonna be honest, if I had to pick an indie game or a game to come out that comes out this month to play. I'm going to pick Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. It's coming out so soon. And uh, it feels like we've been waiting forever for this game. But uh, it it, it seems apparent that the love is there. And uh, I'm so excited to play a game inspired by Chrono Trigger in the year 2023, man. It's going to be... Oh, can't wait. Can't (laughs) wait. Uh, And it's looking more and more like I will at least be done with Zelda by then. I can see... I've been saying this for a while, but the light at the end of the tunnel is getting bigger and bigger. I am actually closing in on the end now, so... Uh, Yeah, I have not had a chance to really um, uh, touch it. I... um... Bit of, bit of my focus was on uh, Game Club, uh, getting through those, those games, but just also just getting trying to get uh, stuff done, making decent progress in Zeno, Xenoblade. Uh, so I'll be playing more of that. Like I, I think I'm right. like, let's get through Feature Redeemed as much as I can, and then we'll return to Zelda in a grand fashion, and you know, right? Be be be, be ready for that. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. But yeah, uh, man, there's some. There's some wild, <laughs> some wild things I'm playing on NSO. That's for, that's all I'll say. Uh, you guys, know, you guys know or, what episode three is uh, for those who oh, watch. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, you are in for what the hell we're in for in episode four. <laughs> uh, I am enjoying NSO Game Club a lot. I love being on the first episode. I'm looking forward to rejoining you in a future episode to to see what game I get because playing Shining Force is a lot of fun and it was a fun blind spot to fill in my gaming history. So I definitely want to rejoin you for a future episode sooner rather than later, man. It's been a lot of fun. And speaking of games, we're going to have another episode of GBG Jeopardy coming out pretty soon. I recorded that. uh, We recorded that earlier this week with Daniel. And uh, so look forward to that coming pretty soon, probably sometime next week. Uh, And it's a doozy. You're not going to want to miss this episode. (laughs) It's it's a doozy. Uh, But the only way you'll know if Derek defends his title is by tuning into the next episode. That's true. you got to watch and find out. Uh, And we also have a fun little discussion we recorded today. That'll yeah, a really exciting one. That'll also be up next week. I think we all got, got a couple of videos cooking. So, yeah. Uh, and of course, we are looking forward to uh, Steve being back in full once he's moved into his new place properly. Um, yeah, so a bit of a transitional time here at GVG, but we're on the the, the better end of it. We're, we're past the worst of it, right? And we're getting everybody back slowly. Yeah. So it's, it's time. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Um, so no patron birthday shout outs this week. However, I do have a couple of other shout outs I want to touch on really quickly. First of all, uh, for those of you who are looking forward to Starfield, I know, I know you're out there, Becca, be very, very, very careful because Starfield's main story and ending have leaked already. So mute Twitter. I'm not calling it the other thing. It's still Twitter. That's be careful though. (laughs) That's unfortunate. But for my, uh, knowledge of fallout, um, Skyrim, what have you. The main story is kind of the weakest part of any kind of Bethesda game. It's more of the side stories is where you get through a lot of your uh, stuff. So, yeah, it sucks, but at least it's not as bad as it could be with other with other games. Sure. I just I know there are a bunch of people out there who've been looking forward to this thing for years and years. And I feel terrible if even one person ran into spoilers if and, and wouldn't have if we'd warned them. So just so you know out there, be careful. Uh, the other thing is kind of a call to action more than a PSA. It's a little sad. Uh, so the creator of Toad Jam and Earl, Greg Johnson, and his wife Serena have lost everything to the Maui wildfires uh, that has been happening over the past week or two. And so they set up a GoFundMe to mitigate the damage that they've taken, the monetary damage know this but toe jam and earl was inspired by hawaiian culture i i never knew that i think that's pretty cool i had no idea um (laughs) but yeah so uh obviously we want to we're all about good vibes here we want to spread the love and support as much as we can so i'm going to post the link to their uh gofundme right in our youtube chat as well as our live audience patron chat so if any of you uh out there can help uh and and donate to their cause obviously we'd really appreciate it uh, just because we, you know, of course, our our hearts go out to all of those affected by the Maui wildfires, and uh, this is someone, uh, you know, pretty important in the game industry. And I just heard about this today, came across my desk, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe we can help get a few more bucks in their pockets to help recover. So, uh, yeah, all yeah. the best to Greg and Serena. We we hope you're back on your feet as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, so if you can help them out, please do. 
Uh, with that said, uh, we've got some super chats to go through, and then we will get on to the news as usual. So, first of all, we've got uh, our good friend Jaden Buck with $5. Crazy question Friday, crazy question number 94. Have you ever had that one YouTube video uh, that for a while you just had to watch at least once a day? Uh, yes, Sora's reveal trailer and Mega Man's reveal trailer <laughs> for a long time as well. So take your pick. Uh, and Banjo-Kazooie. So to any of those three Smash trailers, I would watch at least once a day as well as reactions to them at least once a day. And that lasted for a long time. So that's my answer. There are, it, it comes and goes. Sometimes it's actually produced videos. Other times it's uh, more just like cool videos related to video games like just short things um for me uh recently i don't know why just out of nowhere i i've i've still yet to play a guilty gear game but man i love that guilty gear first anniversary strive first anniversary music video they put out i've i watched that a few oh, times yeah? songs fun animations good it's like damn this is this is good stuff <laughs> so that's 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 sort of what i've been on uh, at, at this point <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, thank you for that question, Jaden. That was a fun one. Uh, next up, you've got our friend Disney Duncan with $5. Thank you so much, Duncan. I've asked this before, but why do you think that the MCU and Disney won't die? Um, and we, we kind of touched on this yesterday, or not yesterday, last week. I mean, because they're Disney and the MCU. I mean, I know there are rumors out there of Apple buying Disney. I mean, and even if that did happen, it's not as though Disney would cease to disappear. And, and again, or, uh, and again cease to it's... They have to die on so many fronts in order to die. It's it's exactly. like a multi-headed beast you're, you're working with here. Like their movie division fails. Okay, you got all the parks and merchandise and all that stuff. The parks division fails. All right, well, you still, again, you got all the merchandise and stuff. It's just, and they're just too ingrained in culture. Exactly. It's just, it's not, there's, I, I would bet my bottom dollar that it's never going to happen. I just, yeah, will they perhaps take, take a few, uh, you know, take a few to the chin and, and, you know, lose some profits going forward. Maybe sure. But Disney's not going to die. And neither is the MCU, at least and probably not it, in our lifetimes, especially right now, because back in the day, like in the, after Walt Disney died, that's when it was in its roughest shape and right. they still weathered the storm. So, yeah. Um, and you know, the other reason Disney can never, could never die is because that would mean that I would be living, well, we would both be living in a world without Kingdom Hearts and I will not abide that. It's just not allowed <laughs> to happen. I can't live in a world without Kingdom Hearts. So that's another reason Disney can never and will never die. Uh, next up, we've got Jackomon with two euro. Thank you, Jack. Uh, who would win in a fight? Samus Aran or Cad Bane? And I looked up Cad Bane. That's apparently a Star Wars character whom I know Samus. nothing about. So I'm going with Samus. Yeah, I... Yeah. I feel I, like I don't know how Cad uh, compares to Boba Fett, but I feel like I, I know that, he has you know, a bunch of comparisons. tricks and stuff. Well, Boba Fett uh -huh. in general kind of sucks as far as right. effectiveness. You want yeah. to compare him to like uh, Mandalorian, um, but yeah, I, I know Cad Bane is kind of uh, you know he's a pretty great bounty hunter in terms of Star Wars, pretty effective. But nah, I still I. Samus has destroyed planets. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And especially if you're familiar with what happens in Dread, I think the, the needle points towards Samus even more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's got to be Samus. Uh, thank you, Jackamon. Uh, next up is our good friend BJ Bovia with $5. Thank you. Uh, I just finished Zelda last night. Ash, you're in for a ride. Man, I, I can't wait. I've heard nothing but incredible things about the endgame. I don't know exactly what it is, but I've heard... It's amazing, and I can't wait. I am so I th I feel like I'm pretty close to it, so I am really looking forward to the ride. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Brandon. And then next up is uh, last one for right now: Kaiser the Fighter with two dollars. Thank you so much. Scott Pilgrim versus Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. I gotta give it to Travis. I think so. Scott's he's tough. Scott yeah, he, Scott he's is a tough a, he's a fighter, really good but it's fighter. A hand to hand fighter, and he, he generally takes hits. Uh, Travis has a beam katana. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to do some damage. Travis has a beam katana, and I, I, you know, Travis is also, he has no compunctions about killing mm. and killing many, many, many people. And Scott, you know, he's got a lot of problems and he's, he can be incredibly toxic, but I don't really see him as a murderer or as a killer. So I think this one's got to go, go to Travis. Although respect to Scott, and I am so excited. Actually, Stephen Turquoise, you asked this at the beginning of uh, our episode in YouTube chat. Yes, I am so excited about Scott Probably Pilgrim amazing. Takes yeah. Off. It looks so good, right, Derek? Oh, it looks fantastic. I'm 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 oh. really hoping this one uh, hits. Like I'm like 
okay, what's going on with Netflix all of a sudden where each month they have something I actually really want to watch? Because that hasn't happened in a while because I got One Piece right. this month, uh, Castlevania next month, and then Scott Pilgrim in October. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, there's there's so much good stuff right now. And Scott Pilgrim, yeah, I just from the trailer, it's exactly what I would have wanted it to be, I think. And uh, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, so actually, we just had one more super chat come in uh, right now, and that from Isaiah Romero for a dollar ninety nine cents, and that is their first oh, super chat. You. So thank you so much, Isaiah. Uh, you don't seem to have a message attached to it, but if you post in YouTube chat, I will look for it later and hopefully come back to it. Uh, but either way, thank you so much for your generosity, Isaiah. And now that's it uh, for the super chats right now. So we'll go ahead and move on to the news. And uh, as you might have guessed from the thumbnail. Uh, the Xbox 360 is a big fixture of this week's news, and unfortunately, it's not positive. So we found out, uh, I think, actually even earlier today, I think it was, mm -hmm. that the Xbox 360 store and marketplace are going to be shutting down on July 29th of next year. Now, of course, with as with all these store shutdowns, you can keep playing the games or DLC you've already purchased, so you're not going to lose access to the stuff you've bought, but you're not going to be able to make any new purchases, and the movies and TV app will no longer function at all, on the 360 for those of you out there still using that app i don't know how many there are <laughs> but uh yeah so you know it's it's one of those things where it's a bummer it's it's uh understandable obviously you know publishers you know publishers and devs can't keep these servers open forever but still uh, the, the the death of a king really yeah the advantage here advantage light at the end of Silver lining, I guess, is the best way to put this. I'm trying to think of the best way to, to, to describe it. <laughs> um, obviously, there's some we're going to miss out on. But on the whole, at least some of these are still available on PlayStation. But that also right. points out the point the point of like, okay, when's PlayStation going to get rid of it? And then you'll lose a bunch of these. And some of them have already been ported up. Like Bastion is available on Switch and, and so forth. Right. They're like There are some that are now available on more modern consoles. Um, Dustin Elysian Tale is another another good one, good but one, there yeah. are some ones in here that kind of suck to lose. Like, uh, yeah. I I immediately looked because I'm like, oh no, I'm pretty sure Street Fighter Three Online Edition. Uh, from what I hear, the best version of Street Fighter Three. Uh, and then I've talked about it before, but Strider still available on PlayStation. But man, if you yeah. got, if you only have an Xbox and you've never played the uh, what is it, 2013 Strider? Mm -hmm. Oh God, it's a good game. Absolutely. And there's some other stuff too, like Res HD, that's really unfortunate, but we've got Res Infinite on most modern platforms, not all of them. But uh, stuff, yeah. So, I mean, there is stuff that is still going to continue to exist and can be purchased via other platforms. But, you know, for how long? Some of this stuff is only on PS the PS3, you know, or compatible with PS3. And who knows how long that's going to continue to be up, right? Yeah. It's, it's, honestly, it's a, one of those things where you look through and it's like, man, there's a lot of games that they should still port to these modern consoles. Like, come on. Yeah, the the one here that's uh, missing from the list that we have in front of us that I think the reason is because it was already delisted prior to this, but one that's going to be really sad to lose permanent access to if you haven't already bought it is OutRun Online Arcade, mm. one of the best racing games I've ever played. Y'all know I love OutRun, and that's a really good version of it. Uh, yeah, I think it was delisted years back, so that's why it's not here, but that's going to be gone for good, uh, of course, unless you already bought it. Uh, and there's that, what was the Turtles in Time reshelled? That's not on here either, because that was also delisted. Oh, but yeah. Turtles in Time reshelled will also no longer I... be available, although that might not be a bad thing. <laughs> not the best version, but hey, we do, we yeah. do lose, um, uh, what's the word? What's the thing? Guy with the... Access? Or... No, the guy has like the, the Bionic Commando. Come, uh, Bionic Commando. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Spencer. That's yes. his name, right? Yes. Yeah. I... Was, I just blanking on the how it actually started but yeah <laughs> although i did get a bit of a laugh that apparently Zevius was also on the xbox marketplace your your favorite uh shooter ever from what i understand yeah right? exactly it's, <laughs> it's so good it's so yeah good. um so to be uh to be clear some of these will uh, games will still be available to purchase digitally from the xbox one or xbox series stores if they're part of the Xbox's backwards compatible games library. So they're not all disappearing permanently, and there are a few exceptions, but generally we're going to be losing a couple of hundred games here. And uh, in fact, I think uh, John and I have been in talks about working on a video going into the, you know, some of the more notable games that we will be losing access to, kind of like he did for the 3DS and Wii U eShop closures back when those happened. So look forward to that. We'll be covering this in a, in a dedicated video more extensively. 
maybe next week. That might be go, going up next week. But either way, John and I have talked about it. So we will be, have the, be having more on this. Were you going to say something, Derek? No, I, that's pretty much all I got. Because I'm not, I'm not an Xbox guy. I can yeah. only speak to the ones that are there. Like, I couldn't, I'm looking through this list. I'm not sure which ones are exclusive to Xbox, to be honest. Man, my, uh, so, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you from a glance. That's true. Um, although, man, I played my 360. Well, I, got, I went through two 360s. I played it so much. I, I, I skipped the original Xbox, uh, but man, Xbox 360 was my jam during that generation because I didn't get a PS3 until MGS4 came out uh, because <laughs> of that console's obviously a very beleaguered launch. So, I was we only um, until PS until right. that. <laughs> So yeah, this definitely, it kind of stings a little bit just because I have very, very fond memories of the Xbox 360, Xbox Live Arcade, just that whole generation of fond memories, you know, just spending so many hours playing various uh, 360 games. So uh, again, it was inevitable, kind of like Thanos, because again, why would these companies keep these servers open for consoles that are only getting older and older and older? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's always going to suck for, for some people out there who haven't been able to upgrade or aren't interested in upgrading, but... It also is kind of beggar's belief to think that they would keep these legacy shops open indefinitely, right? Right. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's about it for that. Uh, now, we've got something very divisive to talk about. I think this is going to be divisive between us and the GVG crew and everyone in our audience. I'm curious to know what everyone thinks. So, we've gotten the next Splatfest confirmed for the weekend of September 8th to September 10th, which is uh, co coincidentally my birthday weekend, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and the the question this time is who would be the best leader, Shiver, Fry, or Big Man? And uh, I think this is going to be a be a pretty fierce battle. Oh Derek, where do you? What team are you on first, man? I want to get what uh, team you're on. Looking at these three, like part of me wants to vote for Fry just because the poor thing never wins any anything. I know. <laughs> but if I look at it like just what I know of the characters, Shiver honestly seems like the best leader. Yeah, you know what? I I feel almost exactly the same as you i feel bad for fry i don't think she would be a bad leader and she doesn't win enough i think fry's super cool but if i'm honest with myself big man's pretty cool but i don't really see him as a leader type no, he, he, he doesn't he, give me leaders comes across as like a follower type, type yeah idea. he's not leading but, but nobody's Shiver, gonna look at the like the leader part they're just gonna be like this is my yeah. favorite yeah, exactly. It's it's essentially going to be a popularity contest. I, I do agree with you. Shiver gives me the most leader vibe, so I think I'm going to be on Team Shiver. But uh, it is it is essentially going to come down to a popularity contest. And in that case, it's probably Big Man who wins, right? Probably, but I mean... Do we think? I mean, as far as popularity, but yeah. Yeah, just as far as pure popularity. It's, it's hard to tell because I feel like they all have their fans, but I, I feel like I hear about people liking Big Man most often. Yeah, but that's I also anecdotal, so. though, so I can't say for sure. I think so. Yeah. I, I've not really <laughs> played a lot of Splatoon 3, so I, I can't Fair say enough. for sure. But yeah, I've, I've just from what I my playthrough of the, the campaign, yeah, Shepard just comes right. across as leader. Yeah, just based on, on the camera, I was going to say, based on what happens in Splatoon 3's campaign, I also feel like it's it's Shiver. I almost said Silver. Uh, definitely not Silver the Hedgehog. Can't stand that guy. No, Shiver. Um, yeah, so I think, so it sounds like we agree. I'd be so curious to find out who the rest... Uh, on our crew feel uh, you know like they're gonna which team they want to be on mm -hmm. but uh i'm looking at our chat now seeing i'm seeing love for everybody the, but i see it's it more shiver and big man shiver from what i've seen yeah so yeah a, it's looking I mean, they, like they announced a crap ton for splatoon even just beyond this Splatfest because uh yeah we got the big run happening the weekend of september 1st we've got the deep cut amiibo coming on this uh november 17th right and then that's the, also coming uh, i think also with the big run is coming the next season i think it's i forget what the season's called but yes yeah, more next season new guns new maps all that stuff so isn't it called like summer drip or something that's something that feels like something this platoon would call their season summer drip or something like that um, but yeah, the Deep Cut Amiibo are also coming November 17th, as you said, Derek. Drizzles so no matter season. who you're a fan of, you'll be able to have them in Amiibo for Drizzles, that's right. Yeah. Summer Drizzle, okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how this goes. I'm a little bit disappointed in people out there because for the last Splatfest, Team Money won, and I'm like, how's, how's Team Love? How's Love not more important than money? Which is funny, too, because I heard that there was a Team um, Love, it was Love versus Money back in the old days i forgot about that Splatfest, and love won that one so okay okay makes me money, a little better money has overtaken things and that's oh boy isn't that a commentary <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Frequent Positron in our live audience chat says, love doesn't pay my rent. Fair, fair mm. point. Love does not pay the rent. It should, I it think, should, but it you doesn't. Know that it, it really does feel like a commentary on the state of things. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Oh, boy. Uh, and the, and I, I seem to have struck a nerve with, with a bunch of Silver the Hedgehog fans out there. It's just a running gag. I used to hate Silver when he when the only game he was in was in Sonic 06. But he, you know, he sucks in that game, but he's been made a lot better in like the various comics and games that he appeared in subsequently. So uh, Silver's cool. I like I like talking crap about him, but Silver's cool. Uh, it's just kind of a running gag with me. So don't worry. I don't actually hate Silver that much. Um, all right. Well, anything you want to say uh, about this upcoming deep cut Splatfest I, before we move on, man? I, I do get a kick out of the big man Amiibo. It's so wide. It is great. It, like it just its individualized box is like a double size one just because he's so wide. <laughs> It, it is uh, pretty excellent, and I mean, they all are, really. I've, I've mostly stopped collecting Amiibo, because I've got all the ones from Smash, mainly, that I want, except for, like, the Ultimate DLC and such. But, yeah, I just, like, you know, and that means, unless they get really cheap, like, I did pick up the Skyward Sword, Loftwing, and Zelda Amiibo, and the Dread, uh, Samus, and Emmy Amiibo, because GameStop had a, randomly had them on sale for, like, 10 bucks each. And I'm oh. like, of course I'm going to buy that. But, yeah, other than that, I've kind of mostly stop collecting amiibo so yeah mm -hmm. um you know who i would like amiibo of though i'm just gonna say this is not gonna surprise anybody i would love some amiibo of the freaking teenage mutant ninja turtles and here's what's crazy we talked about three separate news stories regarding the dmnt last week and the love keeps coming so we got uh some more details on shredder's revenge's dimension shellshock dlc earlier this week uh, so first of all, it confirmed Karai as playable, and for those of you who don't know, that's uh, a Shredder's daughter in various continuities. Uh, so not in all continuities, but most of them. They they, uh, they typically portray his daughter, maybe maybe not by uh, blood a lot of the times. <laughs> yeah, adopted or right hand woman essentially that kind uh. of thing. Uh, so Karai is going to be playable as a fan favorite character, and it's coming out for uh, we have a release date August thirty first. It's going to cost eight bucks going to be the easiest $8 I've probably ever spent in my life. Uh, so, yeah, what's what I find interesting about this uh, as a big Team and T fan is that it seems to more or less be a variation on her Team and T 2003 design, but her move set pulls from the uh, from Tournament Fighters SNES, which I think is so cool. It is really funny. I uh, just Yeah. I Kind of, kind of perfect in that way. You, you respect the tournament fighters, I guess. Because <laughs> she was, was she only in SNES? So I, uh, I think she was in the Genesis version too. I, if I, I remember, I, I'm not positive. I know I only had Genesis, and I don't know if I knew who Karai was at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, okay, she is in Genesis. Yeah, okay, it's it's a different version of her, but she is on the in the Genesis version. But this this seems to specifically pull from the SNES version yes. of Tournament Fighters for her moveset, which is the best version anyway. And uh, I think it's cool combining like a, you know one version of her with her Tournament Fighters moveset and just the stuff she does, like the way she sends multiple clones out, like Naruto mm -hmm. style. So cool, man. Yeah. so cool it, it, it's a great it, it, it's a great character it's uh highly expected uh did, did they indicate there was going to be a third character or is it just these two uh they said characters so i assume that just means two at the moment okay. i i don't expect another announcement before it comes out because it's coming the, out in two i mean weeks. i guess unless we get another turtle i guess I, I can't really imagine who the third would be okay just these two yeah yeah i think it's just these two i mean there are some i'd like to see like mondo gecko or ninjara from the or Mona Lisa, although Mona Lisa does show up in the background of one of the new stages in the DLC, so there that's pretty go. cool. Nice, <laughs> nice deep, nice deep cut there. Yeah, um, I, so, I like how you can have a, a team of all turtles, and then you can have a team of like what is it nine now? So we have uh, then we have Casey, Splinter, April, Usagi, and uh, yeah, uh, Karai. Now there's so many right. characters you can't even have like two, like one set of one, another set of the others. It's like crazy. <laughs> I, I do, as I understand it from one of our patrons who's also a, a hardcore TMNT fan, um, apparently Jenica from the current comics was considered off-limits to the Shredder's Revenge team, which is too bad, because if you know Jenica from the current... I didn't until recently. Um, she's super cool, and she fights with claws, like Wolverine style. She, she wears yellow, fights with claws, and she's a badass. And so it would be really cool if they could add Jenica as a playable character, but, you know... Say la vie. I guess it's not possible. Rights issues, whatever. The characters they have been able to get a hold of, and, and all the f the fan love put into this game is already 
overwhelmingly cool, so I can't really complain, you know? I brought up art because I've never heard of Jenica before, and it's like claw hand on one and then sword on the other. This is just made to be, like, 90s badass. <laughs> she is such a badass, man. And uh, thanks to that same uh, that same uh, patron, Amagish, uh, I've been reading uh, the new comics with them for our private patron sessions. It's called Fight a Founder, but in this case, I've been reading comics with them. And uh, they've really introduced me to this new age of TMNT comics. And man, I had no idea what I was missing. Jenica is so cool. So <laughs> yeah, it would be really cool if she could get in, but eh, what are you going to do? Um, all right. Well, one more. Let's keep things moving. We got one more news story for the day. And this, uh, this pertains to something we're going to be reacting to next week, in fact. So Jeff Keighley, we all love him. Kinda, sorta, maybe not. <laughs> he has come out about, with an announcement about this year's Gamescom opening night live and basically said that this year's ONL uh, presentation is going to be more focused on updates about some of the biggest games that are due to come out over the next year rather than world premieres of brand new projects. So maybe a few reveals here and there, but mostly it seems like updates on games we know about. And we do know for sure that Sonic Superstars is confirmed to have some sort of announcement at game or during gamescom onl so that's something to look forward to and uh yeah i are, are there any games in particular derek you can think of that you'd like to see some updates on like games we already know about that aren't due out for a while that you'd like to get get some updates on as part of this i'm trying to think what what kind of applies to that and i'm not sure I I cuz I mean I immediately see Dion Hugh saying Mario Wonder. Nintendo doesn't really have a presence at Gamescom yeah. at all. Yeah. Like obviously there are a ton of Nintendo games we could mention, but they're probably going to have a September Direct in which they just do their own updates on it. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of others that would do Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> I maybe. actually no, instead of Kingdom Hearts 4, we might get more in 7 Rebirth. That's true, we might. That has a chance. That has a chance. But but I will say 7 Rebirth does at least open the possibility to Kingdom Hearts 4 in the future. Because clearly Keeley has a good relationship with Square Enix for him to be able to get that exclusive on the new trailer for Rebirth, right? Right. I, yeah. I think that has it. I think uh, we could see... Um, we might see actually uh, Aki in gameplay. Oh, uh, that would be cool. I Some think Aki that's gameplay for Street Fighter 6. Yeah, I could definitely see that being the case. And maybe um, we could get Fatal Fury City of the Wolves actual gameplay of that rather than just. That's true. Bit, uh, since that's. Uh, oh, Vedron, don't give me hope about Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D. <laughs> oh, I know. I wish, right? Um, we'll probably also get another Mortal Kombat 1 reveal, I would imagine. Maybe another, you know, trailer revealing a couple of new oh, characters. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, just because it's eight, so we'll probably get like a couple of new characters. Yeah. Um, Hades 2, say Dark B, Andy, and Vedron. Yeah, that would be really cool to that get an be. update on, right? Um, so yeah, Hades 2, one I'm thinking of that I think, yeah, it's not going to happen until Spider-Man 2 is done and dusted, but Wolverine. I want to know more about that Wolverine game in development, man. Oh, uh, that's going to be wild. That's going to be so cool. see that. Hmm. I'm trying to think of any of the others that are coming that might get an update, but no, those, those seem like the heavy hitters. Like, probably another Spider-Man 2 mm -hmm. trailer, actually, as you mentioned it. Uh, yeah. Tuxping mentioned Persona 3 Reload in our live audience chat. Possibly. New, Possibly. new trailer for that, maybe? Yeah, be cool. We have, I don't think we've seen all the voice acting yet for all the characters, so... Uh, we know the, the actors for him, but we have the, uh, haven't right. that. Potentially lies of P down Alpha line, but I think at this point, it's probably just sort of like... Like, it might be this closer to like a launch trailer type thing. I don't know if there's that much more to show of lies of P. Uh, right. One of those it's things where I wish I had more yeah. time and ability <laughs> to get through the games... Because I did enjoy that demo. Right. Uh, oh, man, Splubber in our YouTube chat says, Silk Song, Silk Song, Silk Song. If and only. Eventually, it's going to be right. Eventually, it's going to be at something. Who knows when, but it will be at something at some point. Um, but, yeah, there's there's really kind of just going over it now. It makes me think that there's actually a lot of really cool potential things we could see an update on. So... Uh, either way, you know, Gamescom ONL is usually kind of fun. It's not as fun as the Game Awards, typically, but it's still kind of fun. And to confirm it for everyone here, yes, of course, we will be reacting live. I believe it starts at 11 a.m. Pacific on Tuesdays, p.m. Eastern, and 7 p.m. British time. So we are going to be doing a live reaction to the whole show. Uh, so certainly join us for that if you can. It should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, well, that brings us to the end of our news for the day. And uh, let's see what other Super Chats we've had come in before we move on to our patron topics for this week. Uh, first off, we've got Gladiator Loki with $5. Thank you, Loki. 
Uh, Raphael from the Ninja Turtles versus Wolverine from X-Men. Very curious on your guys' take. P.S. Love you guys. Well, thank I'd, you. I'd love to see this matchup. Um, as much as I love Raph and it hurts me to vote against him, Wolverine's skeleton is literally adamantium. He, he, Raph the healing can't. Factor. Yeah, he's got the healing factor. Raph can take a lot of punishment, probably more than any of the other turtles. Well, definitely more. But he's not. He doesn't have regenerative health abilities, and so I, I think they could match each other. I think that like it would be an even fight. But Wolverine would eventually wear Raph down just because he heals and Raph doesn't. I mean, in his first appearance, he took on the Hulk, and I'm sorry, <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's pretty strong in the terms of what you're fighting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think their strength is similar. I, I think Raph's training is superior. He's probably, you know, a oh, better technical better fighter. Yeah, definitely a better technical fighter. And they're both as tough as each other. But Wolverine has that healing factor. And I just, yeah, I don't think you can get around that, unfortunately. Uh, thank you for that, Loki. Uh, next up, uh, Disney Duncan is back with $5. Thank you so much. Uh, the best thing about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is the post game where you fought all the team leaders from the past up to that point. Derek, you played those. I did not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you agree? Uh, yeah, Rainbow Rocket. That was a fun time. I, I, I really did enjoy that. Uh, I like everything Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon did as far as updating gameplay and making it just a better version, except for what they did to the plot. And I that's that'll always make it a rough spot for me where it's just like, man, mm -hmm. if only if only they didn't mess with the story. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I heard. I heard that, of course, from you and uh, the other takes I heard seem to be very similar to that, whereas they just really messed with the story in a uh, really bad way. So, yeah. Uh, next up, BCQ with $5. Thank you, Rec. Uh, we went to the Museum of Natural History and saw Book of Mormon in NYC yesterday. Museum was awesome. And holy crap, Book of Mormon is wild. I've heard this. Have you not heard of Book I, of Mormon? It's, I it's, haven't. It's the South Park Creators Broadway show. Oh, I bet ago. that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. That seems like it'd be really fun. See, for, for a second, I was like, oh, it seems like it's something about religion. That's not really my thing. But then when you told me that, and I looked it up, and I'm like, okay, so it's like a, it's a comedy. Yeah, and it's, it's not a South Park creator. Yeah. Okay, that's that's something I think I could get into. So I'm glad you saw it, Rec. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I might be in New York now in October for New York Comic Con with my dad. Oh. So if I am, maybe I'll see if I can catch a showing of it. So... Uh, not cool. for sure yet, but I do hope to go. We'll see. Uh, one more super chat for now. Uh, Toon J seven two three with five dollars. Thank you so much. Uh, R.I.P. Free a thousand point achievement from Avatar: The Last Airbender: The Burning Earth. Yes, that is. Is that uh, not famously... compatible? Because you can just still get it physically, I think. And it's like. Oh, can you? I guess you could get it physically. Could get it you? physically for like two bucks, and there you go. If you care about your gamer yeah. score that much. Yeah, that is famously one of the easiest games to rack up a thousand. It takes five minutes. In. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's back when everybody really cared about their uh, achievement score. Uh, right. And that was, I think that game sold surprisingly well just because of that. Yeah, I, I had about five minutes where I cared about achievements and trophies and realized, wait, I don't have time to play all these games to completion to actually get all these trophies and things. And they're also just digital unlocked things like what? What am I going to get out of these? So I, I gave up on the on the trophy, the trophy hunt, achievement hunt long ago. Mm, same. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Juan Delgado. That's true. Remember when Gamerscore, Gamerscore gave you money? I do. That was very Wait, short lived. I'm not surprised. I don't remember that happening. Jeez. It, it was like you could get Gamerscore and it would like get you discounts, like slight oh. discounts, I think, on the on Xbox digital games. But so that make it worth a damn. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That would actually make me want to do it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, that's all the Super Chats for now. Thank you so much. Uh, if any more come in, I'll be happy to read them out at the end of the show. But for now, it is time for our weekly Patreon topics or patron topics. As a reminder, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gvgaming. Uh, if you support us at the producer tier for just $10 a month, you can, among other perks, you can suggest topics for us to discuss each week on GVGcast, just like the ones we're about to talk about now. And Derek, why don't you go ahead and get us started, man? Uh, so mine comes from Eric saying, I just finished Shredder's Revenge and I wanted to know what's a franchise you'd want to see get its own beat em up game. And I've talked about this in the past, but I, I, it's always the first one that comes to mind, especially with the Tiro. It's never had a beat em up before, but it needs to be that uh, F-Zero. There needs to be oh, a Captain Falcon so beat em up. Come on. Yep. That, uh, yeah, like, we, we, I think we've joked before about, like, a Captain Falcon 3D action game, which would also be cool. Yeah. But a beat-em-up would be arguably even cooler. 
just Falcon punching everything, having like you can unlock the other uh, characters as backup fighters. Like, come on, there's there's yeah. a lot of things you can do with that. There'd be some. There's already some interesting uh, villains you can give. Like, just come up with their whatever their fighting styles would be after that. Make you know, we got Samurai Goro. Make him a samurai. Let's see how yeah. he fights and all that stuff. There would be so many ways and so many characters you can do that with to make this just a very unique very fun beat em up and why not put some racing sections in there in the middle of it uh just to, like make it make it uh snes style bam there you go and you just it'd be, it'd be so much fun I, I would love to see that actually happen and just take advantage of you know, maybe not gonna. We might not be getting F Zero as racing games, but take advantage of the fact that Captain Falcon is an extremely popular character. Like, come on! Right? Oh, totally. And he could easily carry his own either action game or beat him up. And there are so many, you know, as you were saying, Derek, so many characters in that universe that would fit perfectly in a beat him up style. Mm. It's so true. Um, I'm having a little bit of a tough this one my answer would have been sailor moon if there wasn't already a sailor moon beat em up back uh, a for modern the revival of the sailor ago. moon yeah. beat em up though that would be i mean i know they put out a lot like i think didn't they have one for each season or did they I, I, oh maybe they did I, i've only know about the one sailor sailor moon arcade i, I know maybe there's, there's more, more i know there's more than one <laughs> i know oh, okay. that for a fact but i don't well, know how then, many uh but, yeah i think a revival would be like, really cool it'd be yeah man especially give it like Street Fighter 4 esque visuals, not like that Street Fighter, um, Streets of Rage 4 esque visuals. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and uh, along those same, lines. Not that exact same visual style, but that same sort of idea. Right. Well, and along those lines, I, we were actually just talking about things. We were talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. And as we both know, it has kind of a checkered video game history. But I kind of think, given what Avatar is all about and like the different moves that all the benders have, that could kind of like imagine it being cell shaded or looking like something like Streets of Rage Four, where it really does the art art style of the actual show justice. And you have I think four that would actually be characters pretty cool. right there. Exactly. So <laughs> I think five. that could be actually be really neat, and I wouldn't mind seeing a Last Airbender uh, beat him up. But it would have to be, of course, faithful to the art style of the show. I'm thinking something like Dragon Ball Fighters Fighter Z that looks like you're playing the show. That'd be cool. But I think that could be really cool. I'm trying to think of uh, anything I'm else. I mean, through what else I got that could be a, a, an interesting beat em up. You know um, what? Just to be completely silly, and yet I think would still be a lot of fun. Um, it would definitely be a spin off type thing, non canon, all that. But I think it'd be fun to have a throwback beat em up for Resident Evil. Just. Fight through the mansion, yeah, okay. fight through the train, fight okay. through the uh, raccoon city, have the nemesis as a boss at the end, have all like you have Rebecca, Jill, Chris, Leon, Claire fighting through the games just in beat em up style. I think that'd be fun. I'd it'd be silly. Just go with it. Why not? That actually could be really cool. I agree. And also, uh, regarding Sailor Moon, Squire uh, clears it up for us. There were two two beat em ups for Classic and R, and then there were fighting games based on S and Super S. That's uh. why I was like, I don't I don't remember there being four or five beat em ups, but uh, but yeah. And then I'm sorry, I was wrong. So I thought there, I knew there was a Korra game, but I didn't remember that it was a beat em up. Apparently, it's a beat em up. It's it was done by Platinum, so it's it's kind of think think Transformers Devastation if you remember that game or the Turtles yeah, game I that do. Platinum did akin to okay. that so not fully a beat em yeah. up i'm kind of thinking more 2d here which is not part of the question uh it could be 2d or 3d but in my mind's eye i'm thinking of a 2d beat em up yeah so which is yeah. why i said especially because eric mentions finishing shredder's revenge so it's the 2d classic beat em up style right yeah so that's why i wasn't really counting the uh core game because i didn't remember it being a beat em up and as you clarified for me derek it kind of was but also wasn't fully um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of, uh, like full metal alchemist had a couple of really good, well, no, good, not great, but good at 3d action games for PS2. And I can see like a 2d full metal alchemist, uh, uh, beat em up working pretty well, uh, just because all the characters in that have such a, as a, such an obvious bespoke array of moves that would work really well in a, uh, beat em up setting. But beyond that, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure as soon as we're done, I'm going to think of something that's oh, like, oh, obviously, obviously but uh yeah i'm looking to the side here i'm not really seeing a whole lot popping out of me it's like yeah that'd be cool as a beat-em-up uh type idea but i'm, I'm happy with you the know, ones i put out there i put out there 
You know what they could, what would be pretty cool is, I mean, essentially Hi-Fi Rush is already kind of a 3D beat-em-up in a way, but I could totally see that game's art style translating really well to a 2D beat-em-up. And that universe is so rich for expansion and just not and not just being a one-off game. Yeah, let's see a sequel to Hi-Fi Rush that's a, that's a beat-em-up. That'd be pretty cool, I think. There you go. So, oh, there's so many, there's so many that are, that are good, but I, I keep going back to F-Zero, man. I love that idea. <laughs> I think it's so good. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for that topic, Eric. And uh, my topic this week comes from Diogo Silva, who asks, what are some of your favorite video game revivals? I've been thinking about this topic since there's been a rumor of a Sly Cooper 5 being announced soon. And I did look into this rumor. It was back from like July, April to July of this year. Nothing really behind it yet. It would be really cool if it happened. Um, but in the, you know, in the interest of that being a possibility, at least, I thought this would be fun to talk about. And we were just talking about beat-em-ups, and one of my favorite revivals of all time is Streets of Rage 4. That is literally the playbook, in my opinion. That is the number one playbook in terms of how to successfully and faithfully and lovingly revive a classic retro franchise for a modern audience. Mm -hmm. It is my favorite beat-em-up of all time, and it, it just it is such a beautifully done revival of that franchise. And Derek, I know you also have a lot of for Streets of Rage 4. Oh yeah, Streets of Rage 4 is probably my top tier beat em up, honestly. Yeah. I think it, it is it's mine too. It just does everything kind of right. <laughs> yeah, straight up agree. Um another one that I would, you know, this one's kind of obvious given that it's me, but uh, you know, it is. It would be easy for me to be like, oh, Mega Man 9 and leave it alone. But it is important to remember that Me Mega Man 9, not only being a new Mega Man classic game after like eight years or whatever, that was the game that started the kind of neo-retro game revolution. Mega yeah. Man 9 was like the first new intentionally retro-styled game uh, that I can even at least think of. But it, if, if it wasn't the first, it was the one that kicked off the trend. And it was one of the first either way. And uh, so it led to that really cool kind of uh, glut of intentionally styled retro games in a modern age. And so Mega Man 9, even though I didn't want to see it go on forever like that, and I'm glad that Mega Man 11 is a modern game and looks like a modern game, I thought it was a really cool trend that Mega Man 9 kickstarted. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that one. Um, yeah. Uh, I, was I was trying to get ideas and just looking around what people were uh, like, kind of saying, like top ones and whatnot. And then th this one came up here. I'm like, huh. I guess that is a revival and it's honestly one of the best out there that you would not think of. Um, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, technically like when you really yeah, think about right. it with the original, especially from an American span standpoint, we only have the original on NES yeah. SNES goes by, you get to the PlayStation all of a sudden here's a new one. That's like completely flips on, on its head. It's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, I think that's a really good one. That's a good point. It's it's so easy to forget about the non-solid Metal Gear titles. That's so true. Yeah, because for a lot of people, it's, it begins with solid. So, yeah. Right. Um, um, I didn't play it, but I but I feel as though uh, people who did might want it to be part of the conversation. Crash Bandicoot 4. I know it was too hard to 100% from what I understand, but people, by and large, seem to enjoy it as a revival correct yeah i believe so i i yeah. think it hit that note uh it because of the difficulty of 100 percenting it i think it met that sort of weird limbo of it's really fun it's like almost too simple to like just run through and not try to get everything but if you go for everything it's like god it's it just kills the fun factor for it so it doesn't have that happy middle ground right uh, and we we actually just had a super chat come in that is perfectly relevant to this from Game Belt Summit for a dollar. Thank you so much, Game Belt. Uh, news to mention: Alan Wake Two is delayed ten days, releasing October twenty seventh to avoid the clash from other big games, and I assume the reason being sales. And yeah, that was or originally on my list of news, but it just wasn't. I don't. I didn't think we'd have that much to say about it in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, talk about hopefully a good franchise revival. Alan Wake 2, that's actually coming. It's actually a thing mm -hmm. after so many years, and I am so glad they delayed it because even if I'm not like an Alan Wake fan myself, I, I always hate to see the little guys get swamped by the big guys, right? And Alan Wake 2 was screwed yeah. when, releasing what it was because it was releasing the same week as Mario Wonder, mm -hmm. Sonic Superstars, Spider-Man 2. So good on them for delaying it mm -hmm. and letting Wake 2 have its own little space to to thrive in. Right. Um, as we mentioned earlier, you'd agree with it, uh, Ash. Uh, it is excellent. Uh, Blaster Master Zero. Yes, good one. That is good one. 
and you'll see on Sunday, but uh, having played the original, like, yeah, wow, what a good revival and what smart updates. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's really, really good revival. Uh, just, man, highly recommend that one. Blaster Master Zero is, to me, another textbook example of how you do a revival right. Yeah. It is excellent. And uh, another good one, one from Alpha Line in our live audience chat here, Punch Out. The Wii Punch oh, yeah. Out was an excellent revival of that series. That is true. Uh, one that I don't think gets brought up and is honestly kind of forgotten at this point, but it, it got me into the it, it got me to play it just because it was very beautiful and it, I still hard as all get out, but they had some ideas behind it to make it uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Hardcore Uprising, part of the Contra oh, series good one. that it came out and. I'd like to see that get ported to more modern consoles because one, it was gorgeous, had a great it was. 2D art style. I think it was done by Arc System Works, uh, at least, yeah. Uh, they, they're who published it. And they had this um, method where you can sort of like, at, now that I think about it, it was almost like a roguelite before people were using that term because you could get, as you played, you actually could um, level up your characters and make them stronger so you can get further. There's also a classic mode of playing, playing it just the standard Contra way. But there's also like an RPG mode where you can up, upgrade your fight your characters. So yeah, that's that's also really good. I mean, there are so many that are I'm being reminded of just by all of our amazing people in chat here. Um, Killer Instinct is one that mo multiple of you have mentioned, yes. which was a great revival. That was a great revival. Um, who was it? Uh, Tuxping asks, does Near Automata count? And you know, it was seven years between the release of the original Nier and, and Automata, so maybe yeah. that could probably count. And if it does, Automata is up there with the very freaking best because mm. that game is just incredible. Uh, I, I I think about that true endings to this day a lot, and it still <laughs> gives me goosebumps. I, I, I found another list here with uh, three on here that, like, man, they are right. These are excellent, excellent uh, revivals. Uh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. The sequels, bit you know... Lost away a little bit, but that initial Ninja Gaiden was uh, abs absolutely uh, true enough. Really good. Um, Metroid got a, like a double dose of revival because we got both Prime and uh, Fusion on the same day after nothing throughout the entire N64 lifespan. So, man, what That's a revival true. there. Uh, double yeah. dose. Because I, I, I saw Uncle Silver uh, or a friend Uncle Silver in YouTube chat asking if Metroid Sandwich Returns or Dread would count. Those I don't think would count, but Prime and Fusion I think do. Yeah, because it just I, I think feel Prime like it'd been Fusion. longer. Yeah, I think. Um, and then the, the, honestly, the one of the big ones, Street Fighter Four. Oh yeah, was, Street Fighter Four. Yeah, that was a franchise revival too. Mm -hmm. like, uh, kick, Devil kicked yeah. off the entire fighting game genre again. It does. Uh, Devil May Cry Five, uh, Grant says in our in our live True. audience chat, and that's that's also a good one. I would say. Uh, because it came after the reboot, which was obviously very controversial in its own right. Um, yeah, there are a lot of great ones that you all are... Uh, Honestly, Azran with Baldur's Gate 3, yes, that is like a perfect one, especially for nowadays. Yeah, that's true. There are so many great examples. Um, Kid Icarus Up... How did I not think of yeah, Kid Icarus I, Uprising? That's the thing, there's so many you don't oh, even think God. about. It. Kid Icarus Uprising is one of the best of the best of the best. And I'm still waiting for a Switch version. Um, I've seen a, a few people mention Sonic Mania, and I go back and forth. It is kind of a revival of 2D Sonic, especially after Sonic 4 was so bad. But at the same time, I've been Sonic more itself on... never really went anywhere. Like yeah, Sonic, yeah, yeah. I, I focus more on the franchise itself has been gone for a while. Like I saw somebody mention Symphony of the Night. No, Castlevania wasn't gone long enough for that to be a nah. revival. It changed the game, but it wasn't a revival. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. You know what, what I would also kind of count, like the franchise itself never went anywhere, but in the spirit of all the news we've gotten about it lately, Shredder's Revenge is, was kind of a revival for the TMNT beat-em-up specifically. And true. that was, that was kind of cool. So it wasn't a revival for TMNT in general, but at least the, the beat-em-ups it was. And I gotta, I gotta call this out because you were so incredibly sweet. Uh, BC King Games in our YouTube chat says the best revival of all time is Ash, Derek, and Steve returning to us after GX. Well, <laughs> that is incredibly kind of you to say. Don't forget John. Don't forget John. Uh, yep. He's also uh, he's also part of uh, you know the four who have returned. But thankfully, we've also got to bring on amazing new people in Brandon and Daniel as well. But uh, 
Thank you so much, BC King Games. That is very kind of you. It, I mean, you heard it here first, Eric. We are a better revival than Streets of Rage 4. You can't, <laughs> can't get better than that. Who right? knew? Who knew? Yeah. But, uh, wow, so many great uh, ideas and, and suggestions from all of you for the best video game revivals. So thank you for that topic, Diogo Silva. And uh, that does bring us to the end of our patron topics today, because there are only two of us here. So uh, one more time, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can support us for as little as $1 a month. And that gets you into our amazingly kind, incredibly giving Discord community, uh, if, if you just want to support us at the bare minimum. But every little bit does help, so please do consider check us, checking us out over there. And uh, for now, we've got a couple more Super Chats, and then uh, we are going to head out to our patron-exclusive post-show. Uh, so first off, Disney Duncan is back one more time with five more dollars. Thank you so much. We got the original Dark Souls on Switch, but where's two and three? Also, is it possible that Elden Ring could come to Switch or the next console? I think the next console is probably likelier, Yeah. Um, if it happened at all. Yeah, that, that seems more likely. As far as two and three, the, the reason one got it is because of a remaster. Two and three never got a remaster or anything of, of the site type that sort of would push a, a port. And I don't know how it sold. I might not have sold that well. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to say. Um, it would be really cool to happen. I mean, where's it by, by that argument? Where's Metroid Prime 2? Where's Metroid <laughs> Prime 2 remaster and three? I want, I want both of those as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Elden Ring, if it did get a port to a Nintendo console, it would probably be likelier to be the next the next iteration of whatever it is we're getting uh next up kaiser the fighter with two dollars thank you so much proto man versus shield knight from shovel knight Ooh. you know shield shield knight's tough she's tough as hell but proto man has the range like he shield has knight, the range but he also specifically is he also takes a lot of damage a prototype <laughs> yeah that's true and shield knight can throw her shield captain america style so she's got some okay. range too and hmm. I, I think to the point of ending of Shovel Knight where she holds back that giant blast and still survives, so... True. Yeah, whereas, like, Proto Man got himself cut in half by King and, and McMahon and Bass, so... I think if Proto Man... Proto Man doesn't get a lot of victories. I think that's the issue. He's cool, yeah. but he doesn't get yeah, a lot cool. of victories. Yeah, I think if Proto Man could get some good shots in, it would be, you know, it could go in his favor, but he also takes so much damage, kind of like Zero. He can't take a lot of punishment... Whereas I feel like Shield Knight kind of can. So I think this one's got to go to Shield Knight. Yeah, I agree with that That one. Yeah, um, I think so. It, it would be close. Not going to be a blowout. This is I think this it'd be definitely close. one of the more close yeah, matchups I could had. technically see it going either way, but I think I'd bet on Shield Knight more often than not. Yeah, agree. Uh, and I think that was the only new one to come in other than Game Belt Summits, which we've already read. So yeah. uh, that's it for the Super Chats for today. Thank you all so much as all... Oh, I, I spoke too soon. Uh, we just got one more in from Disney Duncan for five more dollars. Thank you, Duncan. Uh, if you haven't heard it, listen to Open Up Your Eyes from the MLP 2017 movie. It's amazing. God, has it been that MLP? That My Little Pony. Oh, My Little Pony. That happened before. I was like, what's MLP? Uh, I have not heard that, but uh, noted. I will I will uh, keep that in mind. Yep. All right. Well, with that said, that is our last Super Chat of the day. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for Episode 70 of the GVG Cast. You know how much we love being here with you every single week. Uh, as a reminder, our compatriots Brandon and Daniel do uh, stream multiple times a week over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash official GVG. Go hang out with them for Good Vibes Arcade multiple times a week. They're always doing something really cool over there. Uh, but for now, as always, we have to give a very special shout-out to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make everything we do here happen, because we could not do it without all of you. So thank you so, so very much. And as always, we have to give an extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above, and those fine, amazing, incredible people include Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Jeff. In Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Vesmio, Blake, Critter XD, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Brady Power, Darchi, Becca, Killamox, Sean Davis, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goran Amber CPHT, 
Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Askeron 809, Ryaner, Rain and Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Blaystar 25, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Moon Knight, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, The Entire State of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Longboy Shiggy, Aramis Baramis, Dylan, Kyle the Monarch, Dat Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat Evie Person 5, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Jung Ant, Ryan Hanley, Somnia, The Game Jamie, and last but certainly not least, Danny Walsh. Thank you all so much for your support of us over the years. We could not tell you, possibly tell you, how much we appreciate it. Thank you a million times over. Uh, be sure to join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific for our live reaction to Gamescom opening night live. But until then, we're headed off to our Patreon patron-exclusive post-show. So have a great weekend, everybody. Good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye.